You are not your brain by Jeffrey M. Schwartz. One sentence summary. You are not your brain educates you about the science behind bad habits and breaking them, giving you an actionable four-step framework you can use to stop listening to your brain's deceptive messages. My favorite quote from the author is, Your mind is your biggest ally. Jeffrey M. Schwartz. After something that argued the case for mindlessness yesterday, I'm back to the opposite end of the spectrum again. Published in 2012, You Are Not Your Brain is a psychiatrist's take on how to break bad habits. Jeffrey Schwartz works at the UCLA School of Medicine, focusing mainly on people with obsessive compulsive disorder, or OCD. Published in 2011, his latest book combines the newest research around neuroplasticity a term you're about to learn more about, with this already known four-step framework. Here are my three main takeaways. 1. Self-directed neuroplasticity is your go-to weapon to change your habits. 2. Always remember Hebb's law and the quantum Zeno effect. 3. There are four steps you can take to break a bad habit. Let's go. You are not your brain. Lesson 1. To change your habits, use self-directed neuroplasticity. This answers the question, how can I change my habits? How cool does that sound? Almost like a weapon from Star Wars 7. But what the hell is it? If you break down the term self-directed neuroplasticity, it comes down to this. Self-directed means you exert neuroplasticity on yourself. So you're the one who's using it and who it's being used on. Neuro stands for your neurons, or nerve cells, in your brain, which are the pathways where feelings and thoughts flow. Plasticity means something is plastic. It is firm initially, but can be formed and changed by using the right tools. Let's pull it all together. You can change the pathways in your own brain, and you can do it yourself. This means, even if you're stuck with a couple of bad habits right now, you can change them. Just because your brain is wired in a certain way does not mean that this wiring defines you. By coming to the conclusion that you are not your brain, you can start changing the physical structure inside it so that it works more in your favor and less against you. This is what happens when you hear stories like the one of Christopher Reeve, famous Superman actor, who changed his mindset after becoming paralyzed until eventually moving again. You are not your brain. Lesson 2. Always remember Hebb's law and the quantum Zeno effect. This answers the question, what are two cool hacks to change your habits? So how do you start to direct some neuroplasticity at yourself? First, you have to learn two more cool concepts with funky names. Concept number one is called Hebb's law and is summed up in one beautiful rhyme. Neurons that fire together wire together. The more often one of the neural pathways in your brain is used, the stronger it gets. For example, let's say you have a new job and have to catch the bus every morning at 8am to make it there on time. You're doing fine the first week, but on Tuesday in week 2 you arrive at 8.01am and miss the bus. This causes you stress and anxiety because you'll be late and might get yelled at. While you're waiting for the next bus, you have a cigarette to combat the stress, and it helps. The nicotine and activity give you a sense of relief and calm you down. 
Now you forged a new pathway in your brain that links stress from missing the bus to the relief a cigarette offers. This is then reinforced with every time you miss the bus and have a cigarette again. What was a one-time thing becomes a habit and the quick fix becomes a permanent, painful problem. The second concept is called the quantum Zeno effect. Based on ancient Greek philosopher Zeno's arrow paradox, this important notion from quantum physics says that a system can be frozen in its state if continuously observed. What does that have to do with your brain? Well, if you are mindful of your bad behavior and observe it as it happens often enough, it will stop Epps law in its tracks and give you enough time to counteract it. Then, by consciously changing your thoughts and behavior, you can rewire your brain with a better habit. You are not your brain, lesson 3. Take these four steps to break a bad habit. This answers the question, what's the step-by-step -step framework to break a bad habit? As much as I love this, enough with the scientific mumbo-jumbo. Let's get to the actionable part. The four-step framework is the main point of the book and summary, so I'll only touch on it briefly. Step one is to be aware of your negative thoughts as they occur. This requires mindfulness, which you can learn through meditation, for example. Step two is to relabel those negative thoughts. You have to alienate them to draw a line between you and your brain. I like James Aldridge's take on this. Just label your thoughts into one of two categories, useful or not useful. Step three is to refocus your attention on a positive activity, like writing, taking a walk or calling a friend to show you you can proceed as normal, even when the bad thoughts show up. Step four is then to revalue your situation from a loving and caring perspective to eventually change your beliefs about yourself. My personal takeaways from You Are Not Your Brain for 2017. This was one of my favorite summaries to write because it's got so much science in it, so much information, so much actionable, helpful tips. It is packed. This thing is packed. So some points I would like to touch on um, are, first of all, the uh, quantum Zeno effect. I would like to explain that a bit more. Uh, quantum Zeno effect, again, it says a system can be frozen in its state if it's continuously observed. And where it comes from in physics is that uh, you can never determine an uh, electron's position and uh, what is that? A, an electron's position and state of um, electric loading, I guess, like if it's, if it's uh, positive or negative. You can never determine these two things at once. You can only determine one of them. Uh, it's complicated. It's a thing from physics. So, But what you can do is, if you want uh, an electron to remain in whatever state it's in, you can constantly observe it. And there's a sort of measurement you can make. And if you do this constantly, 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 then the electron will remain in the state it's currently in. And this is basically the same thing in your brain, right? So... If you have the the stress and cigarette, stress from missing the bus, you have a cigarette and you observe it like, oh, I'm having a cigarette because I feel stressed. That's the kind of moment where you're freezing the system and you go like, huh, wait a minute. I have a cigarette because I'm stressed from missing the bus. Huh, what else can I do here? 
Is this a useful thought? Well, um, so is it useful to have a cigarette to combat the stress? Mm, no, probably not. Let me try eating gummy bears. And then you eat gummy bears, and then you con consciously change the path. So that's the idea there. Uh, I think a very good way to develop this sort of awareness is for bad habits that you know you have, just pick one, sticking with cigarettes, and make a rule to not be able to do the bad habit two days in a row. I think that would be the go-to way I would recommend anyone quit smoking. Imagine this, you would instantly go, if you can't smoke for two days in a row, you could smoke on Monday, but not on Tuesday, then again on Wednesday, but not on Thursday, and so on and so forth. First of all, that will cut your smoking in half instantly. Second of all, that gives you plenty of moments to take a break because on the second day where you will really crave a cigarette but can't have one, you will become mindful of your bad habits. Uh, and thirdly, if you, if, if you are on your, say, day two, right, the day where you're allowed to smoke again, often enough, eventually you will make it through one of those days uh, without smoking too because you think, ah, I didn't smoke yesterday, so let me try to pull through today. Okay, and then once you make it through that second day, you're already on day three of not smoking. And that eventually leads to building momentum and going to, to having not smoking for a week and then a month and so on and so forth. I think that can spiral from there. Uh, I have one more thing to share with you and that's um, I have a quiz on my website. It's at nicolasgurke.com slash ways to break bad habits, all with dashes in between. You can also just Google bad habit breaker quiz and you'll find it. And what I've identified there are that there are three distinct ways most people break bad habits. And I've created three characters, which are Sudden Sammy, Gradual Gary, and Replacing Rick. And the idea is just to tie one of these characters with a way to replace, to break a bad habit. I'm a Sudden Sammy. I can basically drop them overnight and stick to them really well. And it comes easy to me. Uh, you might be a replacing Rick, for example, where you need to replace something, for example, coffee with tea to make that transition work. Or you might be a gradual Gary, where you just gradually have to take out the, the habit one step at a time by reducing the frequency and reducing it, reducing it, reducing it until it's eventually gone. So if you're interested in that, Google bad habit breaker quiz, you can find out more there. And I hope these hacks and tricks and gadgets from you and at your brain help you get rid of your bad habits.